incredible experience, um, an incredible privilege for me to be able to share God's word with you this morning um, as we talk about baptism and what it, what it represents. And what it represents, what it reflects is Jesus' life, when, when his, his death, his burial, and resurrection, that's, that's a represent, baptism is a representation of that and a representation of who we are in Jesus. And I think that that is such an appropriate way to prepare. Uh, it says this in the book of Romans. It says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may, may live new lives. And I heard that from so many of the people getting baptized on the video or in their testimony, that it was a new life, a new start. And that is such an appropriate way to prepare as we get ready to celebrate Easter. And I know that's crazy to think that Easter is coming up, but you, you might notice the sun is coming up earlier and it's setting later and it's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow, which means somebody's going to be putting shorts on in Ohio. You know, that's, that's how we roll. So with that, with that being said, I want to let you know about our Easter times coming up. So we're going to have Good Friday services, and those are going to be at 1210 and 610 at all of our campuses. And then on Easter Sunday that weekend, we're going to have a 5 p.m. service here. And then we're going to have 9 a.m., 10.15, and 11.30 a.m. So four services at this campus for you to choose from. And what we want you to do is to figure out which service your family would like to go to and then to register for that service. What we don't want you to do is just um, sort of think, well, maybe we'll go to this one and register because we want to make sure we have enough seats for everyone. Um, but we do want you to register once you and your family figure out what service you would like to be a part of. Well, today... We are finishing up a series. We are on, or we're on the third week of a series. At the end of it, it's the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And maybe you've taken part of that with the prayer card that was given out a few weeks ago. Um, maybe you've taken part in giving something up as well, too. And today we want to look specifically at prayer and how we can pray for other people. So in his first letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul I'm sorry, in the first, yeah, the Apostle Paul gives him some instructions on how to pray. He says this. He says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Now, two things really stick out to me is, one, it says to pray for all people, right, which is difficult. It's easy to pray for the people that you like and the people that you love and the people that you're close to, but he's talking about praying for all people. That means all people, even if they think differently from you, vote differently from you, look differently from you. That's all people, which, which let's be real, that can be difficult. The second thing is, is it says to intercede on their behalf, which intercede isn't a word we often use, um, but he says this intercede. So uh, this theologian, Andreas Kosenberg, he says this, this is what intercession is. This is what it means to intercede. It's the issuing of earnest, urgent, and bold appeals for divine action on the behalf of others. So interceding, is us, as followers of Jesus, going to the Father on behalf of others. And sometimes we do that for others, and then sometimes we need others to do that for us. And one of the ways that we want to do that, and we have done that practically as a church, is to have our elders pray for you. And that's, that's something we want to offer. So coming up on March 13th at 8 a.m. at every campus, we want to give you an opportunity to have our elders intercede on your behalf. We want you to come here on that Saturday morning. You don't have to sign up. You just have to show up in whatever it is you're dealing with, whatever it is you're going through. Let, let our elders come before God on your behalf to intercede for you so that you can lay those things at, at God's feet. And 
So what about you, though? What does this look like for you? What does it look like to specifically pray for others? Well, I think when we think of praying for others, what are some things we think about praying for? Well, huge one is healing, especially this past year. We've had so many people in our church family that have gotten sick. You pray for healing when somebody's battling cancer. Um, you pray for healing when they're going through things, and those are good. We pray for things like blessing. Somebody gets a new house. They get a new job. Um, they have a new baby. Uh, they start, you know, they get married. We, we ask God to bless that. We want blessing in their lives. We ask them for protection, right? If you're a parent, you're probably like me. I pray for protection for my kids every single day from every single thing that could possibly ever happen to them. We pray for provision. We want God to provide for us. We want God to provide for others. And these are all good things that we pray for, but sometimes I wonder if those prayers are just a little bit short-sighted. And here's why. If we only pray for things that really matter this side of eternity, I think we might be missing something bigger. Because, because if, they, if we only pray and God provides for that person, he heals that person, he blesses that person, but we never pray and they, and they, and they pass away from this life not knowing Jesus what, what really, what good has it done? And what if I told you that there's something more important to pray for than those things? You know, Jesus prayed for us. Jesus interceded for us while he was here on earth. This is what he says. I was recording the book of John. Jesus's prayer is this. He says, I am praying not only for these disciples, so he's talking about those who physically followed him here on earth, but also for those who will ever believe me through their message. Followers of Jesus that are here today. Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago. And he, what did he pray? He said this. He, pray, he says, I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. The main purpose for Jesus praying is to pray that we would continue to fall deeper in love with the Father and continue to become more like him. His sole desire is our unity and our relationship with him. It was so much bigger than praying for our needs here. Jesus was praying that we would grow closer to God and closer to each other. And that's what the vision, that's what the purpose of the chapel is, is to help you to move one step closer to God and each other through Christ. And that's what Jesus's prayer was. So yes, we should absolutely pray for our needs and to pray for the needs of others as well too, but also for more. And this is an intercession, interceding for people is so important that Jesus is still doing that. And yes, I mean that in the present tense. Paul gives us a glimpse into what Jesus is doing right now. He says this in Romans, who will then condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting at the place of honor as God, at God's right hand, pleading for us. And that word pleading in some translations says what? It says interceding for us. I want, don't want you to miss that. Jesus is interceding for us right now. This picture that Paul paints is of Jesus standing by to advocate against anyone who, who would condemn us or accuse us of our sin. It's as if Jesus is saying, I died for that sin. The penalty is paid. You and I stand under no condemnation because of what Jesus has done on our behalf. Jesus calls attention before the Father to the righteousness that we have in him. And yet, even though we still sin, he looks upon that perfect righteousness that we have in Jesus. Now that God has justified us in Christ, and, now that, and because God is for us, no accusation, no condemnation can come against us those who are followers of Jesus, who have put our faith in him. Right now, Jesus sees your needs, he sees your struggles, he sees your failings and your flaws and your hurts and your sins, and yet he's interceding, petitioning and pleading 
to the Father on our behalf, pointing to the righteousness that we have in him. And then lastly, another place where we see interceding in, in, in God's word is in this. Look how closely Paul prays for the church of Philippi. He prays this, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep growing in knowledge and understanding. He says, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Now, Paul knew the Philippians. He knew these people. And I'm sure he knew what they were going through about their struggles, about their, their difficulties, about the healing that they needed, the financial provision that they needed, all of these things. And he probably prayed for those things often. But more, most importantly, Paul pleaded. He interceded on behalf to God that they would become more like Jesus, praying things like their love would overflow for others. They would grow in their understanding of who Jesus is and, and avoid temptation and to live a pure life to reflect Jesus in all they say and they do. The most important thing that Paul prayed was not for, for their needs here on earth, but for their greatest need, their need to know Jesus more. And so if Jesus interceded for us and is still interceding, and if the apostle Paul interceded, then I think it's important that we do that as well. So the most important thing that we can pray for all people, those in leadership all the way to our friends and family, is that they would know Jesus and that they would grow in his character. And it matters. It absolutely matters. You have to understand the people that were baptized today were people whom someone prayed for. And so I want to give you the opportunity to do that. You know, maybe there's somebody that you've been praying for for a long time. Maybe they're here today. And maybe there's someone who was baptized this morning that you want to pray for. I want to give us the opportunity just to go forward on behalf of someone to intercede before the Father for that person. So we're going to take just a minute right now, um, and just in your seat, just, just quietly in your heart, I just want you to lift up someone on behalf of them to the Father. Jesus, you know the names and the faces of every single person that was lifted up to you this morning. And Jesus, you have heard our pleas, our intercession on their behalf. Thank you for that. In your name, amen. I want to tell you just a quick story. And, and this literally came to me this morning. I was, I was just spending some time with Jesus before church this morning. And um, I was thinking through about what this has looked like in my life. And it was interesting because, you know, I haven't, I didn't grow up in the church. I've only been a Christian for, you know, 12 years. Um, before then on, on Sundays, you know, I've told my story quite a few times, but, but probably like this, sun, this time of year on a Sunday, I would have spent the entire day locked up in my apartment drinking by myself because I really didn't have much of a purpose in life and, you know, I had a physical addiction to alcohol, and, like, that's, that's just how I lived my life, literally the whole day. But, but here's the thing, is there were three people that I know of. 
that we're honestly and fervently and earnestly interceding on my behalf to God the Father. And they didn't stop. And it worked. Because if you had told me 13 years ago, because I was completely antagonistic to God and, and his word and the church, that I would be standing up here today sharing God's word with you, you might as well have told me I was going to be in the NBA. I mean, I would have told you you were out of your mind. But they prayed and they didn't stop. And, and here's the thing, is I was one of those people where you would have said, you know what, he's too far gone, you know. If, if somebody's out of God's grace, it's Joe. Like beyond God's power, it's him. But that wasn't true. And maybe you've been praying for someone who is too far gone. You know, you could, we could probably publish a book out of all the Connect cards that you've turned in over the past few years of us pleading for us to pray for that person, right? And you might think, you know what, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe they're just too far gone. Let me just plead with you. Don't stop. Do not stop. Because if me, who is so far gone, can stand on this stage today with my wife singing behind me and my kids serving in the nursery and God has completely transformed my family and my life, then he absolutely can do that person that you're interceding for as well. Do not stop. You know, how beautiful is it to see God answering prayer right before our eyes today? Because every single person who has gotten in this, this baptism tank this weekend was prayed for because of the bold prayers of a faithful grandparent or parent or friend or spouse or child. We as a staff prayed for every single person that was baptized this week. So what about you? You know, are there, are there friends and family who you probably know are maybe interceding on behalf for you? You know, we as a church have been praying for you. And we want to pray for you right now in just a minute. We want to pray for you to answer the call to maybe take a next step this morning. For maybe some of you in here this morning, it's time to take your next step and to be baptized. And maybe you're here and you're like, they're like, no way. I am not prepared to be baptized. I don't have any extra clothes. I don't have anything else. Okay, we're ready. In just a minute, Pastor Charles is going to go out into the atrium and you can follow him out. And there's, there's some staff and some elders out there. We've got clothes for you. We've got shorts. We've got shirts. We've got towels. We've got everything you need. We will take away every obstacle. It takes, we want you to be baptized this morning. Because someone, even today, has been praying for you. And so if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your next step. And so in just a minute, we're going to worship, and we're all going to stand up. And it'll be the perfect time for you to just walk out those doors and to talk to somebody, and we'll baptize you right here this morning in, the, in a few minutes. Now here's what I don't want you to do, because it's really easy to stand up and to think about it and start listening to the song, and you feel God pulling on your heart to do this, and you start to think, well, you know, I don't know if it's the right time because, you know, um, so-and-so isn't here, and, and, you know, I really like this person to be here. Just, 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 it's very easy to quiet God's spirit, and I plead with you to not do that. When God's spirit calls you to do something, when Jesus calls you to follow him, just go. Amen. And so I want to ask everybody to stand up. And I'm going to pray. And then we're going to worship together. And as soon as that song starts, I want you to just follow God's prompting and just walk out those doors. And we're going to take care of everything else. Father, I lift up everyone in this room 
to you this morning. God, thank you for what you've done. God, thank you for what you've done in my life and my family's life because of somebody being willing to intercede on my behalf and do it over and over and over again. It didn't matter how far gone I was. And God, there are people doing that here this morning. And Lord, I pray for those who you're, you're prompting in their heart. God, you're tugging them. You're calling them to follow you, God, to take that next step. God, I pray that they would listen to you. I pray that they would follow you, even this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.